Hey everybody, welcome back to Shot Callers, presented by 48MinutesNetwork.com, where you can enjoy all your favorite podcasts, all your favorite articles, game recaps, videos, all that great stuff. Joining me today, as he always does, is my man, Ben Brown. What's up, my brother? What's happening, Ben? Nothing much, my man. Uh, today's episode, we're really going to focus on D'Angelo Russell. We're going to talk a little bit about the Lakers, um, and as it pertains to D'Angelo Russell and Lonzo Ball and their coaching stuff, and then we're also going to talk about um, who that last guard should be for all NBA, and we're also going to talk about whose uh, five-year future we'd want the most out of the Nets, the Knicks, the Lakers, or the Clippers. So uh, stick around for the whole thing, because it's a good time, and for all you D'Angelo Russell fans, enjoy. You'll love it. I said I always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I need, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm bound Today is a fun, very special episode. Yes, indeed. We talk about one of our favorite players in the league, one of the players with the best hair in the league, and went, that is yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Yes, He's sir. Got, uh, and he went ice, to the best school. Ice in his veins. Yeah. Blood yeah. in his eyes. Yeah. Hate in his heart. Love on <laughs> his mind. You know. Nights full of pain. No doubt. Keep the sunshine. Give him the rain. All right. All right Tim's, are, Tim's already lost his mic privileges, <laughs> and we're seconds into the podcast. Now, uh, of course, you love D'Angelo Russell. Buckeye. Because he's a Buckeye. Yes, right? sir. Um, and, of course, I love D'Angelo Russell because he's on one of my favorite Die Easy teams. And that's <laughs> Die that. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Nets, um, who have been very good of late. Uh, mm-hmm. They're making a run in the playoffs. Right now they're the seventh seed. They're competing with uh, my Detroit Pistons for the sixth seed. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a good race. Um, the Pistons have a lot easier schedule than the Nets mm-hmm. this home stretch. And that's have a really tough schedule coming up. Um, but they've been playing well. They've been yeah. playing really well, and they're led by D'Angelo Russell. Absolutely. And uh, the the main the main story over the last uh, week, week and a half, was D'Angelo Russell's game against the Kings. Mm-hmm. And um, he just totally lit them up. It was, it was one of the better performances this year, just in general. He ended with a career high, uh, forty-four points and twelve assists, which is which is yeah a crazy stat line. Um, they were down by twenty-eight points. The Nets were yeah to Sacramento. Um, I have some Sacramento fans. I I literally had to text my buddy Jordan after the game, and I was like, "You good, man? I'm like you good, <laughs> dude? You good, bro?" <laughs> hey, Sac a hey, Sac Town was was hurting after that one. That was that, that was one that they. That was one that they wanted. I mean, not really wanted, but I mean, it, it was it was a game against a team who's making a charge, who's hot, um, and they had an opportunity to, to to close the door on them. And D'Angelo Russell said, Mm-mm. "So D'Angelo Russell um, in the fourth quarter scores twenty seven points. Mm-hmm. There's a stretch in there from uh, from the four minute and forty three second point to the minute and a half point in the fourth quarter where he scores sixteen straight." Ooh, that's cooking. <laughs> it really that's is cooking. cooking. It no really doubt. is. Yeah, that's cooking. Yeah. Uh, he seems like a different guy this year. 
He seems confident. He really likes his role. And, uh, of course, this couldn't, this couldn't have happened without some other guys on the floor. Um, there was some guys out there like uh, Rondae Hollis Jefferson mm-hmm. and Jared Dudley were out there pretty much the entire comeback as well. And those guys aren't the sexiest names in the league by no. any means. Um, but those are dudes you, you want to get in a fight with. Well, yeah, absolutely. If, if they're on your squad, you're going yeah. to war with them. Yeah, I mean, that's what you – they're they're trench guys. For sure. You know what I mean? They, sure. You want those guys in your trench if you're going to battle, no doubt. Yeah, if you have them if you have them behind you, it's like – Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, me and mine versus you and yours yeah, for sure. Let's get it. Let's get it. Right. Absolutely. those guys are tough for sure. And um, – Overall, just an insane comeback, and, and he's really kind of transformed himself this year. Man, I tell you what, the cool thing about it is is that it he was almost written off. I mean, he was the Lakers pick. Uh, he was supposed to be their guy. They get rid of him early, and now he's kind of been given the reins to a young team. Tim Moses a beer for dropping his phone during the pod. Wow, Tim. <laughs> Over two. Um, but, yeah, he's one of those guys that was written off early. As as the Lakers young you know core or whatever, and they trade him off, and now he is actually taking the reins of a team and just dominated. I mean, he's that young Nets team has leaned on him for every bit of what they've done, and and he's actually taken that leadership role. Um, it's good when you see a guy who's kind of been cast off make those kinds of changes and adjustments to his game to be a better player. And that's what he's done. I mean, he's he's been phenomenal. Yeah, and he has matured mm-hmm. um, into that leader leadership role. Um, I did love when he said, I'm built for this shit. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I mean, That's the guy you want on your team. Absolutely. That's the guy uh, that when you're coming out before the game starts, he's hyping you up, mm-hmm. uh, and you just know by the end of the game. All right, we got we got a guy. Right. So yeah. I'm feeling good about it. And that's what I mean. The cool thing about that is that if you look at all the marquee players in the league, I mean, from your Steph Curry's to your Durant's to your LeBron's to James, they all have that same mentality. Like you're not going to outplay me. You're not going to out hustle me. You're not going to do any other thing that's going to beat me. I am that guy. When he looked at that camera and said, I'm built for like, you felt that because you know the struggle that he's been through and you know what he's been through being cast off. And now he's leading a team to possibly the playoffs. I mean, they're in a battle right now at seventh, but he's leading that team to to big time wins and to a playoff series where they thought that everything was supposed to be rebuilding. Everything was, they weren't expecting this kind of success that, that quickly. We weren't expecting this success. No. I, we had them in our preseason predictions. They were one of our bottom two teams, maybe uh, the bottom uh, team in the, but they might've been in the East. So yeah. And, and he has taken, I mean, he's taken full advantage of being the leader of that team and, and he's put himself, I, I think he's put himself on this whole different level. Man. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely earned that, uh, that all-star you know what I mean? He he was an all-star mm-hmm. this year in a reserve, um, but he feels like he should be talked about with the all-stars. Let me just let me talk to you about his last four games, and this was uh, his last four games since March 16th. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's shooting 42% from three. He's averaging 29 points a game, 29.3 points a game, 9.8 assists, 2.3 steals. And four rebounds. I mean, 
And you look at those numbers. The most impressive number is that is are the defensive numbers. Not yeah, because two, two not only steals, I mean, man. not only is he being the leader of your offense, he's also setting your defense. I mean, he's also that guy that's playing in the passing lanes, which means he's they, not. They have good defense. Yeah, right with Jared yeah. Allen, that guy is yeah. is as good in the paint. Yeah, as you know, the top guys in the league. He's, yeah, he's definitely a uh, you know a guy that can really sure up that middle mm-hmm. uh ronda hellas jefferson he's not an offensive guy by any means no but he's very good on defense absolutely so to see d'angelo russell also perform well on the other side is a cool thing for sure yeah um man 20 29 and 10 yeah Whew. well I, I, the cool thing about that too is that like most guys that you see lead their team in scoring aren't usually leading them also in assists I mean, it's it's very rare when you see a guy that goes out and scores all the points and is facilitating. James James Harden was one of the rare ones, right? Um, and uh, I'm trying to think who else. I think James Harden is probably, yeah, I mean, probably the only one that comes to mind for me. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, Jokic. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but there's not many more. No, there's not no. many more. I mean, even Curry, he's the point guard. And, Draymond Green is the yeah the lead assist on that team, so uh, it's just not a common thing. So it's been insane. We also got to see D'Angelo Russell fly back to L.A. Mm-hmm. and knock the Lakers out of the playoffs. <laughs> that had to be sweet. <laughs> it had to be. It sweet. had to be sweet. It had to. Um, so the Lakers are officially out of it, and it seems like there's. So we just did our whole thing on D'Angelo Russell being awesome. I do think there's a bit of revisionist history going on with the whole Lakers D'Angelo Russell thing. I think that a lot of people are saying that like how could the Lakers have let him go? I don't know if at the time it was a bad move though. I don't think so. I right. mean I, I I think they got they think they got their point guard of the future with Lonzo. Yeah. Um so to them I don't think it was a bad move, you know. When they did it, sure. Nobody, nobody can tell what's going to happen. You know, with Alonzo, nobody's going to be able to tell that D'Angelo Russell is going to take that next step to be a top tier guy. Nobody can tell that stuff. It's the same thing with Julius Randle. I mean, Julius Randle was a good player in L.A. Yeah. Um, but nobody would would be able to tell that he would be the guy he's became in one. Which I would say he is. He's becoming one of those guys that's one of the top tier guys as well as, as far as power forward center guys where, you know, he's plays that bully ball. I mean, he's probably averaging what probably 19 and 10, 19 and nine. Yeah. And the, there. He's always around like Aaron Gordon stats. Yeah. That's what I always like. Right. He's, he's always like there. Yeah. You know I mean? So, I mean, nobody was going to be able to tell. And I know that people, the, some of uh, Laker apologists and some of those guys are like, you know, they, they had Russell and Magic's an idiot, and they let go of D'Angelo, and they let go of Rant. Like, like who, who could tell that those guys were going to be what they've been this year? So, I you understand the moves when they did the moves at the time. Yeah, and, and at the time, you know, they move on from D'Angelo Russell. It seems pretty clear they're getting Lonzo, and it looks like they're freeing up cap space. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the time, and that's when they made the trade, it was, it was a fine trade. And they were clearing cap space for... LeBron James. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it hasn't worked out in the Lakers' favor. And uh, yeah. <laughs> to say, to say, <laughs> to the, say the least. Absolutely. And Lonzo was just in the news. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, 
What? Uh, bro, like, you had to know that was coming at some yeah. point. What do you do with his big baller brand tattoo that he has? Oh, here comes Tim. Oh, man. here we go. I'm not allowed to talk. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I Tim, you come on. Come on. Get in there. What you got? Uh, we'll grant we'll, we'll grant you. <laughs> I mean, Tim's a diehard Nike guy, which there's nothing wrong with that. Of course. No, not no, at all. No. Um, Tim's a Tim's a big Nike guy. So Tim, what do you think about Big Baller brand? Uh, big Baller himself. So, here's going what Nike. I found interesting about everything. Um, obviously, the story comes out that their handler, the guy, the, the co-founder of Big Baller brand, can't explain two. I think it was two million dollars were missing from the shoe. Now, mind you, this was a $500 sneaker when it first came out. Uh-huh. So, obviously, I knew it kind of occurred then. Then there's the report the Lakers were worried about his shoes. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that as was... As far as, like, for injury. injuries. Yeah. yeah. And because the, the one he just had, the one he had this season wasn't the first one he had since he's been there. Right. And so, well, he posts that Instagram thing with the Nike thing on in the Nike font that are very well known for their ads. The one comment that jumped out to me the most when there was Lamella Ball. He said, "Love you, big bro. Thanks for getting us out." Really? Yeah. Wow. That's 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 very telling. Yeah. I mean, here's here's my thing about that. I am all for a, a person wanting to, you know, start Absolutely. their own path. Absolutely. The big baller brand. I know people made fun of it. The five hundred dollars shoe and the three hundred dollars sandals and all. I get that it was that, corny. It was corny and crazy. But I'm, you know, that he was trying to set his own own path, and I'm and I'm all for that. Um, but leave. Uh, sometimes you just got to leave stuff to the experts. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to play in the NBA, I want a shoe that I know I can trust, and I I just don't think that that shoe and that brand was something that I mean I think it was something that he wanted to trust in. Um, I think part of that was that he wanted to help bring his family along. Cause I know that his dad was big on the big baller brand and all that stuff. So I think part of that too was family related. I think he wanted to try to bring his family, um, along with him, and, and big baller brand was a part of that. And he was the big name in his family. So I think all of that stuff was part of what the, the decision behind him sticking with big baller. Now, you got to know who's handling your business, though. I mean, $2 That's million, dollars, $2 million just can't walk away. Like, you got to know who's handling your business. Also, keep in mind, he's on a rookie deal. Right, he's, right. He's making what? Two million. He's making probably seven or eight yeah. on, the, on that scale. Yeah. Yeah. Two million is a lot a second of second pick, so. Right. So, probably around $8 million. Right. Two million of eight? It's a, <laughs> that's, a, a lot. that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Not so, to mention the money he's made from his rap deals, his commercials. Right, right, right. And I'm sure he's he's doing all right for himself right now. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's so not. His payout is seven million four hundred sixty-one thousand nine hundred sixty dollars. Perfect. So I, I, yeah, and two million dollars is two million dollars. If if LeBron James or Steph Curry lost two million dollars, they would be affected by it for sure. Yeah. Um. But I'm just saying it's a bigger slice of his pie. Right. Still on his rookie Absolutely. deal and everything. Um, but, man. I mean. Big baller, big baller seems like it's over, right? Yeah. It's got to be, man. There's I, no re- You know, that was the guy that was supposed to be. It the- seems like it was like, that was, it, like you said, that's who it is. This is kind of, we have one shot at this. And mm-hmm. this is Lonzo. If it works out, then we can try and do it with LaMelo. Um, 
This is the first run that Puma had with Vince Carter when he came out. Yep. This is what this That's is. That's exactly what you're, – yeah, you're exactly right. And I think that you make a good point, Kyle, is that he had one shot at this. You know what I mean? Like, they had one shot. If if he were going to be successful – and I, you know, if he were going to be successful, then the shoe could be successful. But he's had injuries. He's actually had foot injuries that have – you know, with the shoe – um, and on top of that, he didn't play particularly well. So you add those two things together, your brand is not going to survive that. No, absolutely not. Um, you brought up a good point. I think it, I think it was you in a group chat. These are going to be trendy shoes oh, in the future, man. Twenty years from now, yeah, people, yeah, people will be all over trying to find a big baller brand of shoes. No yeah, doubt. they're going to be like, uh, like almost like a reverse Starberry kind mm-hmm. of thing, or like a. The Latrell Sprewells. The Dadas. With the spinners or so, <laughs> something like that. They're going to be trendy. Yeah. I. It's very weird. My thought on the big baller shoes totally changed the second he left. And now it almost seems like a relic. And now I like, I'm like, all right. I like, I've, I've looked them up on StockX already. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can, like, are these cool to wear now? Now that they're like not a brand. Right. Seems like violently shaking his head no um uh, and no they're not not yet not but, yet but i think they might actually get to a point where um they've kind of turned the corner from like lonzo ball big baller shoes to uh to almost like a trendy ironic mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah i i think it will be i think you'll look up um 15 20 years from now and you'll be like oh man you remember those big ball or like like people will start to seek them out and you'll see them at auctions and it'll be, it'll be weird and it'll be awkward, but people will be like, yeah, they'll become one of those like Holy grail type shoes, um, towards, towards the end of it. Yeah. And that was not the, uh, that was not the only Laker news this week. Uh, we also heard from Woj that Jason Kidd will be a quote unquote serious candidate for the Lakers job, if Woj is or if if Woj is fired, if Luke Walton is fired, when he's fired, Jason Kidd. There is not a coach I'm less excited about than Jason Kidd. Why are they looking at Jason Kidd? Is what it, other options are there? At is this it because he's just a former I, player and, yeah. and he'll get along with them? It, I I, I think that's a big part. I think that's a big part of it that he's a former player. Um. He's a, a a guy that's actually got some coaching experience. I, I mean, if you if you really want to call that experience, but um, he's it's almost like the Ty Lue thing in Cleveland. Former player, um, a guy that LeBron can kind of relate to as far as um being a former player, being a guy that's an NBA guy. Somebody that'll listen to LeBron. Somebody that'll let LeBron kind of... You don't think he has that in Luke Walton? No. He's a former player as well. Yeah. Do you you think that he wants kind of like a Ty Lue where it's just uh, the least amount of say from a coach? And that's exactly what I... I I think that Luke Walton... Luke Walton wants to coach. You know what I mean? He wants to be a guy that designs plays. He wants to be a guy that puts guys in positions and does things, you know... He wants to be able to move the parts. And with LeBron, you can't really do that. I think LeBron is a guy that he likes to demand a lot from a coach. Um, And if you can't handle that, then it becomes blatantly obvious 
that if you can't handle it, they kind of crumble. I mean, it's kind of like the David Blatt thing. Ty, you know, like it brought David Blatt in. David Blatt really didn't have any say. LeBron kind of had the say in that. And then when LeBron got tired of him trying to coach and be the guy, he kicked him out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So then they brought Ty Lue. Oh, yeah, Ty Lue's a great guy. He's my guy. But Ty Lue knew when to speak and when to shut up. And that's all he knew. Like, he knew that who was running the ship, he knew who was in charge, and he knew that LeBron was going to do things LeBron's way. And if Ty Lue had anything to say about that, then Ty Lue would get to step in as well. What percent chance do you think Luke Walton has of being fired right now? Mm, I think it's... I, I, the, I think like 75 I was going to say 70-30. That's yeah. what I was going to okay. say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... 70 to fire, 30 to stay in. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's more than what he thought it was going to be. Um, when he got the job, I, and I don't know what. He had so much success with Golden State, though, man. Right. So much. He did. but and, and, I, Like, in, in a short run, but, man. Yeah, he had a lot of success at Golden State, but he also, I mean, he also had some guys there that were like he had the Stephs and Clays and I get it but you Draymond. Know, I mean I I mean I, yeah I mean I, I get I mean I understand that um but I think Golden State guys had the pedigree man I mean yeah. I, the Laker the Laker guys really don't have the pedigree that those those Golden State guys had yeah I mean those guys were already championship built I will I will say that the the Warriors already had the communication mm-hmm. especially on the floor of the communication and gosh does that make a coach's job easier absolutely if your guys are communicating mm-hmm. um and kind of already know oh they're doing a pick and roll i know exactly um kind of how the, how to play help defense here mm-hmm. in this situation all that stuff um and the coach doesn't have to do a hundred percent of the work basically to try and like <laughs> right okay this is happening here's what you need to do uh, so I think that that was probably part of it that helped there. Yeah. Well, we've talked, you and I have, who we thought what the ideal Laker coach would be quite a few times. Coach Cal. Coach Cal. Coach Cal. No, I thought you was going to say Pat Riley. I'm like, Pat Riley. <laughs> no. <laughs> Will it back happen? In the day. <laughs> no. Should it happen? 100%. Is there anybody in basketball, and, and, and think about this, is there anyone in, in any form of basketball that is a better recruiter and – a better person at making huge personalities gel. That's a good point. That is that is Calipari's number one thing. And Calipari is not an X's and O's guy. So so the uh, the common saying is right. Mm-hmm. What does LeBron want? Freedom on the court. Right. He doesn't need an X's and O's guy in his ear saying, "Oh, LeBron, you need to slide over two feet to the left." LeBron doesn't want that. Right. LeBron wants a recruiter. LeBron wants someone that can keep personalities, huge in, personalities, in happy together. Yeah. That's and the, the other thing hanging things. over that is Anthony Davis, who was his coach in college. Ooh, Tim, I like that. Ooh, Tim, I like that. Okay, okay. I like that one. Gosh, that would be crazy, man, Coach Cal leave and go coach the Lakers. So uh, the said, reason I bring this up, um, in Brian Winhorst's book, Return of the King, that him and Dave McMahon wrote together, mm-hmm. when there, there's a part when the when the Cavaliers hired David Blatt, it says they reached out to Tom Izzo and John Calipari. And Izzo said no, but thank you for reaching out. And Calipari's exact words, because LeBron hadn't signed yet, were, if you can't guarantee me LeBron James, I'm not coming. Well, we can guarantee LeBron for... 
Oh, the problem is <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the problem is legitimately Coach Cal could be at Kentucky for fifteen years. Uh, forever. Yeah, absolutely. And and I do think that um they also have Brad Calipari who redshirt this year. I think they're kind of setting Brad Calipari up to be a bench coach mm-hmm. in the next few years. And I think that he'll be a bench coach, he'll be an assistant coach, mm-hmm. and then you know, give that 10 years or so. And Brad Calipari, I'm not saying his first coaching job will be at Kentucky, but I think Brad Calipari is going to be a coach because of that. Yeah. Well, I it's I, almost... That's, it's, and, and I don't know. I don't have too much to even go on for that, but I, I just think he kind of might. I think those... Well, I think sometimes you see that. Now, it's a little bit different with Rick Pitino and Richard Pitino because I, I don't think Richard played. I don't know. But um, it's, it's kind of like that. Like, you can just kind of see the guys... That are going to be. It was almost like Bryce Drew and Homer Drew. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember. You guys aren't old enough. To, you you remember Bryce Drew and Homer Drew? Yeah, I know. Kai. Did, did, it ha- <laughs> did it happen after two thousand three? Yeah. Uh, no, it did not. <laughs> then it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> then it never really happened. <laughs> but yeah. So back in the day, there was a guy by the name of Bryce Drew. I think he was the coach at. Was he the coach at Vanderbilt this past year? Produced him. He was a coach at Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he Bryce, he just did get fired, but he played um, for his dad at. Do you remember what school? Valpo. Valparaiso. He hit the. So he hit one of the big, one shiny moment, big shot against Ole Miss. Now we're going down the Valparaiso and fired uh, <laughs> fired Vanderbilt coaches. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the, this but is the, hold on. But to bring it all back, okay. you could you could see. That Bryce Drew had coached had a coaching knack like his dad because on the floor like he was kind of like the the leader so you could see that yeah so when you bring up the Brad Calipari thing you can see like when he's on the bench like he you know he's looking at stuff he's but you can kind of tell those guys that are going to become coaches yeah 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 you can see it absolutely and I I, I respect your opinion on that as as you are a coach I Thank you. I think you have a good eye for that so. Um, the Lakers are definitely in a weird spot. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of who they get with LeBron. I got a question for you. Where where do you put LeBron on your All NBA team? Real quick with forwards, we could do this quickly. <clears throat> First team, Giannis is a forward. Also, Kawhi, Kevin, Kawhi, Kevin put, Durant. I, I put Kevin Durant over Paul George on mine. Okay, I would so, agree with that. So I do Kawhi, Kawhi or I'm sorry, perfect. That's, you had who for your one? You got Giannis and PG. You have Giannis, Giannis, yep. Giannis and PG or Giannis and Durant, and Durant yeah. right? So then on second team, you either need Paul George or Durant, whoever you didn't pick. Right. Uh, and then probably Kawhi. Correct. Okay. So then on third team, you do LeBron, LeBron and Blake Griffin? That, yeah. Yeah? So LeBron's yeah. third team? Yeah. But that, I mean, but that fits. I mean, your team didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. You sat out 20-plus games. Kawhi, in, in, Kawhi, you know missed, I mean? Kawhi missed exactly as many games as LeBron this year. Did he? Wow. You, you don't realize healthy. that, though. Healthy. A, a healthy Kawhi sat out 20-plus games. That's 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 Bro. naughty. That low management crap, man. That sucks. That, so the I, Pistons once again tonight. No boogie. Load management. 
Load management, man. They are the load management undefeated team out here. Every you look at the schedule and you're like, oh man, we play the Raptors. And it's like no Kawhi. I'm like, yes. Load and it's like, man, we play the Cavs. Oh, no Kevin Love. I'm like, yes. No, we play the Warriors. No Boogie. I'm like, yes, man. Yes. We winning out here. We're really winning. We just got to take this streak to the playoffs. No doubt. Um, so, so forward seems pretty cut and dry. Who the six are. When yeah. we get to centers, um, it also seems pretty cut and dry. Embiid and Jokic are one and two. Yeah. Whichever, whatever order you want to put it in, that's great. Uh, and then probably Carl for Carl, three. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Then when we get to guards, and, Ooh, and I, I got a reason for this, okay? When we get to guards, mm-hmm. uh, Harden and Curry are one and two in my in mine. Okay. Um, I, I think probably Lillard and Russ. I mean, Russ is still averaging a triple-double. Like, let's... Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, it. absolutely. Right, so Lillard and Russ, and then Kyrie and uh, and, here's, uh, and here's where it gets interesting. Right. Okay? <laughs> so you have a handful of players that you can um, slide into the spot. Obviously, D'Angelo Russell is one of them. Um, we just talked about how awesome he's been the last um, the last four games. Really, the last season. I mean, he has been an All Star. Um, does he deserve that spot? I really think it's come down to six people, okay? Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, Drew Holiday, Angela Ru- D'Angelo Russell, uh, Ben Simmons, Clay Thompson, or Kemba Walker. Mm. Is there anyone that you want to take off that list or send home off the off the uh, All NBA Island? You have to. Uh, you have if to, I have to, if I, I have to remove one, got to remove one. Oh God! We're in a process of elimination. This. Um. If I were going to to remove one, and I, Ben Simmons maybe Ben Simmons is voted off. All right, yeah. you're left with Bradley Beal, Drew Holiday. D- Should I find the Survivor music for this? I love it. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so we're looking at Bradley Beal, Drew Holiday, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, Kemba Walker, and Clay Thompson. Uh, all right, now it's your turn to take somebody off. I'm going to take off Clay Thompson because of how cold he was to start the season. Do you remember? Yeah. It was a huge, huge thing where yeah. like, this dude could not buy a bucket mm-hmm. every single game uh, for the beginning of the year. I think that there's already two Warriors on that All-NBA team. I'm sorry. Um, if you look. Oh, man. First seven games. Oh, gosh. Let's see. For Clay? For Clay. He shot. In his first seven games, he shot 13% from three. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is the best shooter, uh, you know, one of the best shooters of all time. Um, his first 16 games, he was still shooting 33% from three. Um, he just he struggled this year at the beginning. And, um, yeah, I don't know if he's picked it up enough. If we were just going off who's the best, I, Clay might actually be the best out of all those people. But um, yeah, I just I think he struggled a bit in yeah. shooting, so for that reason, I, I take him off. Okay. So we're really left with four: All right. Drew Holiday, Kemba Walker, Bradley Beal, D'Angelo Russell. Mm. Of those four, who should make it? Um, to me, and so real quick, points per game. If we're just doing points per game, mm-hmm. goes Bradley Beal, Kemba Walker. Drew Holiday, then D'Angelo Russell. So D'Angelo Russell is the lowest. Right. If 
we're going by assists, it goes Drew Holiday, D'Angelo Russell, Campbell Walker, Bradley Beal. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, field goal percentage, Bradley Beal's got the highest. Bradley Beal's numbers are insane. Yeah. But also he's playing like the most minutes out of literally like anyone in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's it's- <laughs> He's averaging thirty-seven point six minutes a game. I mean, I, that's, I, I'm being one hundred percent serious. That's, I, that's I think he's literally <laughs> leading the league in minutes played. Yeah, like he's he's on the floor all the time. Yeah. Of those, also, is there anyone else that we put on our All NBA teams on a losing? Oh, we put Carl. Put Carl in yeah. Okay, we put Carl on all on the and LeBron. And LeBron. Yeah. We put Carl and LeBron, and they're both on losing teams. Yeah. Okay. Well. That makes me feel better right, about about right. it. Um, I think I might lean Bradley Beal for that. Yeah, I, I, I that would be my choice only because I think that um, with John Wall being out, um, he's he's done a very good job of leading that team to a better record than I that and than I thought they would ever have. Not saying that John Wall is some you know world beater but john wall is a he's been a perennial all pro yeah i mean yeah no he's, for, he's on the all-star team yeah, most years you know so for him to be out he was super max eligible yeah i mean for him to be out yeah. which brings me to my to to something else is the super max these players can be super max eligible oh my gosh so think about it if we're saying bradley beal should get it if he gets it he'll be eligible for the super max yeah what do the Wizards do, man? Oh, I don't know. Well, are you going to not give? You, you got it. Uh, uh, it. I don't know. Right? Uh, what but do you, you do? got, but you, you almost, you, sh- yeah. you strap yourself and you have two players that make $80 million a year. Yeah. You're never going to win. I mean, you're not going to win that way. You're not going to win that way. So, no. I, I mean, if Beal is super max eligible, I don't think you can keep both. Yeah, and no, be you, successful. I mean, oh, okay, yeah, and be successful is what I, I mean. I know they can, they can afford to, but, but, but why? Like, why would you? I mean, I don't know. I, I just, man. yeah, I, I think that you, you drop eighty million on two players that have proven that they can't get, can't get to the playoffs together, and when they do, they're out in the first round. So it means, so why spend that kind of money on two guys that can't get you over the hump? And Tim's talked to uh, – I hope Tim doesn't mind me using his source here. Tim talked to a guy with Charlotte, and uh, I believe they're planning on offering Kemba the max, mm-hmm. which would mean if he wins – if he's on the uh, All-NBA, he would be super max eligible. Mm-hmm. Would you give 28-year-old Kemba Walker the super max? He's 28 now. Um, No. I don't he'll think be I'll, he'll I'll, be twenty nine. I was going to say he'll be twenty nine during the finals. Yeah, or before the finals even. Yeah, so I mean he'll be twenty nine this off season. Yeah, uh, no. The supermax to me, <laughs> like like the supermax to me is like I don't know. You have to. I mean, that's just a rare. I mean, it's you got to be be a rare breed to get a supermax. I agree, man. Like I just don't think that a twenty nine year old Kimba Walker is worth supermax deal. So, I know there's like a million uh, theories out there on like how to fix the Supermax thing, and 
I think in the future we'll probably do an episode with a really large segment to it. Mm-hmm. But real quick, here's what I got, okay? Yeah. So you're able to offer the Supermax, and you can offer – let's say that the CBA lets you offer even more now mm-hmm. um, to the Supermax if they stay, you know what I mean, with right. your team. Right. But say 20% of that doesn't count against your cap. Ooh. I like that. Right? So I like that. Yeah, you get a guy like uh like Kemba, for example. Mm-hmm. You want you get to sign Kemba, you get to keep him, and you can sign him for mo- even more now than you were before. Right. So Kemba's like, that's a lot of money to turn down, but it doesn't hurt the team. team right. Yeah. And that- I think that that would give players a reason to stay and it wouldn't hurt the teams. Yeah. That's my I one like suggestion. That. I like that. I don't know what that number is. I said twenty. I don't know. Yeah, what. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure what the number would be, but I mean, I, I think it gives, it makes guys think about staying loyal. Yeah. Um, and it makes teams, it makes teams, make decisions that they can live with. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, John Wall, let's say twenty percent of his, you know, now he now I don't know what if it saves you. Eight million a right. year or so. All right, now you can make better moves yeah. around your team, and you're not screwed forever. Ever, yeah, you're so, not screwed forever. Yeah, and 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 maybe that twenty percent only works for the team that signs them, and if it's traded, it doesn't. Or right, something, something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I think if you if you do more things that make it if you do more things that make it team friendly, then it may be able to work a little better. Just being strapped to somebody like that and owing them all that money. It's just it's just a dead deal, man. Like that that's just It really is. Out of those players, Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, Drew Holiday, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, Kemba Walker, who would you offer a Supermax if you could right now? Would you offer one to D'Angelo Russell? Twenty two um, years old. Twenty two years old. Uh, I think I would. I think you would. Yeah. Um he's, he's shown, get a big contract. Yeah. Well, I mean he's shown that he can lead a team. He's shown that well, hopefully this year he'll show that he can lead a team to the playoffs. Um, and on top of that, like we just said, he's 22. I mean, tw- 20, yeah. that age, 22, that age is is huge as far as the decision I make to give you money. Like we just talked about, Kimmel Walker, 29. I, I don't know if I could give a 29-year-old guard that much money. Yeah. But a 22-year-old guard... That has a, you know, twenty-three-year-old forward and a twenty-four-year-old another guard and pieces that I could move and and bring in and. Do you think Kyrie was worth the supermax during his time in Cleveland? Oh uh, yeah, probably. I think so. Probably, yeah. and that was like that twenty-two to twenty-six yeah. range. Yeah, he's probably worth that money. Absolutely. So I don't think it's crazy to say that a twenty-two-year-old could get that money because. Yeah, but that's where it needs to. I mean, if you're gonna have a guy like like, like 22 to 24, that's probably where you want to where you want to invest that, especially when they've proven that they can play. I just don't see it like like a 29, you know, 29, 30 year old guard like like a Kimba like that. Like that's like Chris lot. Paul's contract, right? Like that's like that and now he's looking at what Chris Paul's gonna be. What do we say? 37, 37, no, more older than that. I yeah, think. like 38, 39 when he's Ugh. getting like 40 million, like. That's just nuts to me. Right. That's just nuts to me. It is. So let's go to the Nets. Uh, 
and kind of their situation. Mm-hmm. They're they're in a way better spot than we thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about the Nets. I was thinking about the Lakers. And I thought, who has a better situation? But I kind of want to bring all of L.A. and New York into this. If you could pick one team situation for the next five years, mm-hmm. would you rather have the Nets, the Knicks, the Lakers, or the Clippers? Which L.A. or New York team would you want to take for the next five years? Who do you think is in the best spot? Um, I think the Nets. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what not, do we talk about? They have, they have two – They. They have two max slots available? Is it the Nets that had? Um, I think they're close. They're close, right? I think they're right? just shy of it, but I think they're close. Yeah. But, I mean, they have, we just talked about it, 22-year-old guard. Um, they have Dinwiddie on a team-friendly. Team on a, yeah. Lavert on a team-friendly. Team friendly. Uh, Jared Allen on a rookie. Yeah. Which is awesome. So, I mean, you've got, you've got young guys. It's a core. On a core. And you've got money to be able to bring. Uh, I don't know if you'll get a big free agent, but you'll get you'll get a decent. You could get a decent free agent to go to to New Jersey and play. Um, Let's say you know, like a Jimmy Butler and Middleton. I was yeah, I was thinking like Middleton, Tobias Harris. Like, sure. like I was thinking that, that yeah, that tier guy. Like I think you could get somebody like that to come there and make a huge difference. Yeah, like. Uh, Maybe and not you know these guys aren't free agents, but like a like a Julius Randle mm-hmm. or a Aaron Gordon kind yeah. of level player. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, and I, that makes a big difference for them. Yeah. Um, my pick, I think I would pick the Clippers. Really, I do. Okay. And here's why: they are in the playoffs in the West right now, with no one. With the, I was going to say that. <laughs> With no one. <laughs> yeah. No one. Yeah. And their whole team expires next year. Like, everyone expires. Yeah. They're going to be left with Shea. They're going to be left with Montrez Harrell. Mm-hmm. They're going to be left with Landry Shamit. Yeah. And Jerome Robinson. Yeah. And then they're going to have two max slots in L.A. Mm-hmm. And to me, this team's already a playoff team with just, like, they're just, like, the, a better, and don't take this offensively, it's, in my opinion, they're just kind of like the Pacers, but almost better, where it's, like, Where's the talent on this team? Yeah. Where's the talent? Yeah. And they just find ways to win. And, um, man, they're already doing it. Cause you know. you had, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Because if you think about <laughs> it, like, they weren't, like, they were trading guys out thinking that this is going to be a tank year for them. Yeah, dude. They're in the playoffs. Are Like, their core already is a playoff team. Yeah. With nobody on with it. nobody. Nobody. <laughs> the, it, yeah. No, like, literally, who's their best player? Is Lou, Lou Will's their best Lou player? Lou Will, coming off the bench. And he's a 31-year-old six-man. He's yeah. their best player. Yeah, you, you're like, this team has nothing, and they're already good. Because Doc Rivers is an awesome coach. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, Jerry West, who's, like, maybe the best executive yep. in the league. And they're in L.A. Um, man, I think they're in a good spot. I think they're in a really good yeah. spot. And uh, I would like to see maybe the tides turn a little bit in L.A. They're they're doing a lot of cool stuff in L.A. They're trying to be a lot more tech forward with Steve Ballmer. Mm-hmm. They're really getting involved in the community. Something cool they're doing mm-hmm. is they're going around L.A. and they're building um, basketball courts in L.A. Oh, wow. But they'll put on it, they'll put on the backboards and they'll put like the center court logo as the Clippers logo. Oh, that's cool. So they'll... They're giving back to the community, but these kids are going to grow up playing 
on Clipper's on Clipper court. courts. Yep. And I thought that was such a cool thing. Absolutely. That they could like literally help build up the community, give kids uh, an outlet that's a good creative, um, you know, physical outlet, and uh, Every- a way to kind of promote. Yeah. themselves and everybody's cool. seeing clippers i mean yeah that, that, i think that's when and, you... and th- if you think about it right now if you're in high school mm-hmm. or if you're in middle school even mm-hmm. um i mean the last six years the lakers have the worst record in the league mm-hmm. right so you haven't seen the lakers be good if you're in middle school wow the clippers at least had lob city and they were a playoff team yeah you haven't seen the Lakers be good. So what happens if the Clippers get Durant? What happens if they get Kawhi? Yeah. One of the two. I don't think they're going to get both. What happens if they get, you know, Kawhi and Jimmy Butler? Right. And all of a sudden, they're they're the team that's competing. Right. Wow. And, L, you know, if L.A. doesn't get Anthony Davis, who goes there? Yeah. I mean. Chris Middleton's on the best team in the East. With the best player, the in, best the, player. in the league. Do you think he goes there? No. He'd be nuts. Dude, the Clippers could, like, really, really They could turn the tables, things, man. Yeah, they could turn the tables. And I'm saying, like, they could kind of change almost the youth in L.A., I think. Absolutely. Because, again, the last... That's crazy to think about, man, that the Lakers in the last six years. So if you're from, if you started following the Lakers as a sixth grader, you're a senior and have not seen them make the playoffs. That's nuts. Isn't that That's crazy? crazy? You're going to graduate and you've not seen the, then you bring, you know, LeBron in and you still don't make the playoffs. So if you've been cheering for the Lakers for that long, here, like you haven't here seen it them is. Make the um, NBA records, the last six seasons. The Lakers have a 32.7 win percentage. The Knicks have a 33%. The Magic have a 35%. And the Suns have a 35%. They're worse than the Suns, the Magic, and the Knicks. Wow, that's crazy. The Think last, about that, dude. The last six years, they're worse <laughs> than those teams. And people like, and here's the funny thing is that people rag, oh, yeah, the Knicks, blah, blah, blah. Like, the Lakers have been worse. And the Knicks have, like, Openly been trying to lose. They've been trying. Yeah, they've, <laughs> they've been, been trying like they're to trying lose. to lose. You know, you brought LeBron in, and I don't care what everybody says. Like when you bring LeBron in, you're expecting to win. You can't be like, oh yeah, well we're we're rebuilding. We're like no. Like you bring LeBron in, a guy that's been in the, went to eight straight finals. You can't tell me that you weren't expecting to make the playoffs this year. Oh, they for sure were expecting to make the playoffs. Yeah. So, but Magic has already done that. Uh, I promise we're gonna get another guy and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. I, give me the Clippers the next five years out of all like those teams. Uh, the Knicks is a little. The Knicks have huge upside, mm-hmm. but there is a scenario where the Knicks situation totally sucks. Yeah, it, there is, like for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's say they get the third pick in the draft. They don't get the guy they want. Um, Kevin Durant goes to the Clippers or stays in Golden State. Right, and then. Kyrie just resigns, and maybe Boston gets, like, Anthony Davis or something. Right. And the Knicks are like, wait, we have we have Jarrett Culver. We have Jarrett Culver. <laughs> Jarrett Culver and Dennis Smith Jr. Right. And Frankie Smokes, and Frankie. that's our team. No, but, like, there is like, – that is yeah. a real roadmap to yes. happening. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, I guess we'll just re-sign DeAndre Jordan on a big, on a big one-year deal. 
I mean, that's where that's where we're. Uh, I mean, that's where they could be. I mean, yeah, and and again, I think it's probably more realistic. Yeah, that they get a good outcome. Yeah, but man, <laughs> they could look up and be like, uh, "Hey, DeAndre, hey, you wanna you wanna <laughs> sign this one year deal?" And... I mean, shoot, worst case scenario, the Clippers just say, "Let's let's be the six or seven seed again." Yeah. Let's just run it back. We'll be the six or seven seed, but yeah. Shea's a year older. Yep. And we have Jerome Robinson healthy. Yeah. I mean, sure. They're right there with, like you said, they're the six or seven seed with nobody. So. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. All right, man. I think that uh, I think that wraps up our D'Angelo Russell Nets uh, Lakers Palooza. Yes, sir. Um, as always, make sure you guys check out 48minutesnetwork.com for all of your favorite articles, podcasts, game recaps. Um, we did a live podcast at Braxton Brewery. You can uh, watch the YouTube clip on there. You can um, listen to the podcast. It's a lot of fun. We have um, we have an old Xavier player and we have an old uh, UC player. When I say old, they're like 25 (laughs) mid 20s right but they played in the tournament uh it's really cool they gave insight we ask uh we ask kevin johnson from uc who's the best guy he played against and he's like um in the tournament he's like uh i don't know maybe carl anthony towns so really really cool insight kind of on on the tournament and all that stuff um make sure you guys also follow us on twitter at 48 minutes network and chat with us. We're going to be talking a lot of NBA and a ton of college basketball hoops because we're watching the tournament and having a good time, guys. So uh, appreciate it, and you guys have a great week. Good night, everybody.